0: Welcome to Talking Instinct, the podcast series from Instinct HR that shares insights and ideas to help you inspire and engage your teams and the people around you. Our guests include inspiring leaders, small business owners, coaches, and industry experts. Today, we welcome Eloise Idwan, business owner at Rialto Training and Serial Networker. Uh, good morning, Eloise.
1: Good morning, Darren. Thanks for having me along.
0: You're welcome. It's uh, really good to spend time with you again and I guess it comes uh, for you hopefully a bit of an exciting time because you've just set up uh, Rialto training uh, which I think is all about uh, you supporting individuals and sales marketing teams to get the best out of uh, LinkedIn. So you've gone from the world of employment to business owner. How's, How's it going?
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's been an absolute whirlwind the last five weeks, but it's been fantastic. And luckily, because I've built up such a great network of contacts, I've had a lot of support and opportunities. So really can't complain. Been wonderful so far.
0: Yeah, brilliant. And what was um, I guess you've been you've been in employment for uh, a period of time, largely in sales, uh, marketing background. Um, My sense is you've been developing your, your business model for what became Rialto for, for, for quite some time? Uh, what what was it that kind of uh, got you to take that plunge and and just go for it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, my my background is in um, sales and marketing. So I've uh, I've worked in employment for around twelve years in various different sectors. So charities, breweries, uh, primarily in software, and then and then most recently for a data center. Um, and basically, what I was trying to do was find the most effective way for me to use LinkedIn to generate business for the companies that I was working for. And really, Darren, it just spiraled from there. So I spent a lot of my evenings became researching algorithms, uh, looking at content (laughs) strategies. And yeah, over the course of the last kind of 10 months or so, um, just started putting a plan together, creating trial groups and giving out some free training so that people within my network could reap the benefits of it, but also track the data and allow me to create the best method that I can then share with with other businesses so that yeah. they can also get the results they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I can't imagine too many people spend their evenings researching algorithms. Uh- <laughs>
1: <That's it. laughs> well, at the time, I did think I was I was probably losing it a bit. But actually, it's all been worth it now. And I think that's what's so important, important about when you are using a platform like LinkedIn, yeah. is to realise that there's twofold to it. One one part of that is, of course, you know, creating content that's engaging, educational, interesting and inspiring. But on the other hand, You've got to play the game of the platform and the algorithm and make sure you're ticking the boxes that LinkedIn want yeah. so that your content is getting, you know, the worthy views that it, that it deserves and reaching the right target audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's the um, Rialto's, uh, an interesting name for a business? Is, is there much of a meaning behind that? Is, is, where does that come from?
1: There is, there's, a, there's a few different inspirations for the name. Um, I'm extremely passionate about Venice. My mom is uh, totally obsessed, let's say. She's been over 50 times and I've definitely inherited that, that love from her. So having Venice tied in was something that was really passionate to, um, and interesting to me anyway. But also Rialto directly translates to marketplace and exchange. And my business is all about building business bridges and teaching businesses how to essentially bridge the gap between themselves and the next client yeah. through using LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, it was all about you know making the most of the marketplace um, and, and building on on content and what you already have.
0: Yeah, and you see, you seem to have um, you seem to have combined um, your your new startup business, your business idea. So the launch of that. Um, quite heavily intertwined with all of the the networking activity you do so you're, you're involved in quite a lot of uh, networking groups aren't you
1: yes yeah so my networking journey only started uh, at the same time that the the linkedin journey really started i was invited to a bni meeting online during uh, during the lockdown mm. and i had no idea how much was going on behind the scenes in terms of Hundreds of networking groups. I mean, it's en- endless that I'm trying to make the rounds on all of them. Um, but at the moment, I, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed being back to face-to-face networking. Um, at the moment, I work as the regional director for the Business Growth Network. Mm. And I've also just partnered with Business Live Global, um, originally based on Milton Keynes, but have actually gone global. Uh, they're launching in Africa soon as well, which is very exciting. Um, I've become a member of Cuckoo Connect, I'm hoping to join up with some other fantastic groups as well, and there's loads of wonderful groups in Nottingham, like the Chamber, Katina, various other groups that, that people can get involved with.
0: Yeah, and and it's, um, I guess there's an interesting balance there of local and uh, more national, isn't there, in terms of the, group, the groups you've mentioned. Um, what, what what's your what's your focus around networking for particularly for Rialto, I guess to get Rialto's name out there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's a big part of it is getting the the name out, um, but also to be able to just meet meet different people. And I think people who go into networking with the right ethos of wanting to pass on referrals and genuinely connect with people where they can learn about their business and give them something in return is is definitely part of uh, what I'm all about. So for me, yeah, it's about meeting the right people, but also I've been very lucky that uh, networking and LinkedIn really go hand in hand. So a lot of the people I speak with, who are going you know consistently to networking groups and trying to build their their base of contacts as well yeah. rely on linkedin to to kind of seal the deal almost or you know for the next part when you when you've been to networking you connect with someone on linkedin and that's where the conversation continues to develop yeah. so by having you know 61 percent of people will decide whether or not they want to connect with somebody on linkedin based on how their profile looks so what i teach people is how they can optimize their profile Create the content strategy, um, lead gen, and also build the target audience. So it all it all sits together quite nicely as like a three hundred and sixty really with the networking.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It it feels like it's a it's a natural hand in glove situation, isn't it really? Because I, I guess for your business, you clearly need to get your name out there. Uh, you seem to have a natural propensity uh, for networking anyway, as a as an individual. But but of course, you know your your product and services. Um, I suspect lend themselves really well to those those environments and platforms and and how, how have you how have you found the almost the reception of what you do with realto with the services you provide at those networking uh, sessions whether they be online or face to face are people do people warm to what what you're providing has that been a, a positive experience for you
1: yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason why it, it works so well for me in that sense is because a lot of people, you know, they will, they'll have LinkedIn app on their phone, and I can speak with somebody at an event, go on their profile in front of them and immediately give them a couple of tips that they can then take away and implement straight away. So for me, it's about sharing what I know building that trust and um, but also really like to just help people out so even if they they aren't looking to book on for my course but i can give them a bit of advice that they yeah. they can uh, use then that's that's great as well yeah
0: well it is um, do you know what? i think it's so important so when i when i started uh, instinct gosh 18 months ago now <laughs> where's oh. that time going it you you know you kind of my sense is you have to give a bit of yourself uh, for free, you know, for nothing, and and I've continued that. You know, my 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 um, what I do is all about people, and as we know, people. But it's quite yeah. a trite tra- phrase, now, is it? People buy people, and they do. And um, you you've got to give something of yourself. You've got to you know support and inform, even educate others, and mm-hmm. and learn uh, in reverse. Um, yeah. Part of the reason why I still do the whole Volta Blue thing. I know you've been to certainly one of the Volta Blues in the past, haven't you? Um, yes that's all about you know supportive business networks and 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 expecting really nothing in return just building mm-hmm. good relationships and it sounds like that's what you're doing and getting some positive uh, positive feedback from it as well
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, then it, it's what's what's really great is that it's not specific to any industry. And actually, sometimes people who think, oh, you know, I might be, for example, in in the automotive industry or in the charity sector, how can I get the most out of of LinkedIn when it's it's more corporate focused? Well, that's not really the case at all anymore. It's it's there for everybody who is yeah. in business, um, and and a very high percent of people. I believe it's around eighty percent of people on the platform are at some level a decision maker. So, mm. if you can get your, your content in front of the right people, then you're absolutely winning in that respect. And that's why I, was, I find it quite interesting when you said um, about you know giving something of yourself back to people. You'll often see on, on LinkedIn, and I'm sure everyone who, who uses the platform will have seen you know this is not Facebook and th- those types of posts. <laughs> um, I, I disagree. I think you know yeah. sharing, sharing something personal, um, as long as it's appropriate, you know, and, and still, you know, safe for work, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it, It's really important because you're building your personal brand. And especially as a, an individual business owner or a small company, it's really important that people connect with you as a person um, and want to buy from you. It is, it is that old adage of uh, people buy from people. But also they have to, you know, you want to challenge the perceptions of, of your potential customers as well and make them think differently um, and show them a new way of, of improving
0: yeah do you know it i, I think we're, we're very aligned on that we, we do very different work don't we you know we i guess we've had uh, quite a bit of dialogue over the last few months and we've built our relationship and um i, I guess that for me that's born out of it's that initial perception for for, for for sure um i think we were introduced through a third party which is always good because it's a recommendation for people but you you get to know people, not just through their formal business content, mm-hmm. but it's their personality. And I think you need to see people's personalities on LinkedIn. I I share the odd personal posts, but I always kind of link it back to work, but it's yeah. not just the pure HR stuff And it. If I look back um, over my posts for the last 12 months, yeah, hands down, I can guarantee the more personal ones, one about my dad actually, about uh, just over a year ago, um it was his uh, 79th birthday at that point and he'd been struggling with mums alzheimer's and just coping with different pressures on him at a late stage of life and um kind of just shared that quite openly with how it felt for me and the changes it brought about for the family that's the the most engaged viewed commented liked post i've ever produced yeah. by a, a, a long chalk and i I think if I was just constantly posting personal stuff, people would turn off but because I guess that was a probably something relevant and timely in the middle of lots of other you know hopefully quite informative business content. It helps people see a bit more about me and my yes. life and um, you know engage with me and understand me a lot more. so I, I, I concur with that in hundred percent. I don't get yeah. the the purest that LinkedIn is purely a business platform. it's yes, it's business people doing business but getting to know each other you know and that's where business has to start isn't it surely
1: yeah well surely people who will have seen your post will have you know taken something away from that and learned from your personal experience or may have found themselves in similar positions with their family members as well so again it's it's being able to show that support and, and learn from each other yeah um but also the the psychology that sits behind that as well Darren because people are so used to scrolling through Facebook Instagram Twitter um that linkedin has created this this similar kind of scrolling feed and somebody said to me in a a networking meeting this morning the average person scrolls the length of the eiffel tower in a day (laughs) apparently so i mean i'm not sure how how true that is but um i I can certainly imagine there's people who would scroll twice the length of the eiffel tower in a day but that's the thing when you are on a, a business focused platform like linkedin and you're going scrolling through your feed the psychology of seeing images videos personal content often stands out more yes. than a standard you know buy our product today posts or you know it's it's yes. more about how you can <laughs> yeah relate and connect so yeah
0: yeah and i think we're, we're all turned off aren't we by you know buy our product today you don't want those posts you don't want those in mails i certainly don't and I, I i just do do still try my best to engage with people at, at all levels if they've made an effort to contact me but you know the, the out and out i know you're of a sales background it would be interesting to get your 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 um your perception on this but the out and out sell it just turns me off hugely you know i I for me it is about building relationships with people yeah um either through content through engagement uh or through those those direct messages you know and the chat in the background it, that happens over time doesn't it so what what yeah from a sales background what's your what's your stance on uh you know cold selling direct through linkedin you know
1: um, well, I think there's there's a whole shift in, in the industry as a whole, really, because um, in terms of cold calling and cold selling, personally, I really enjoy it. But I also think that I know what to do in order to to start the right conversations with those people. I think part of Rialto training grew out of the frustration of, you know, spending years working in sales and marketing teams and having a, a, a manager say to you, go and post on LinkedIn, get some leads. But actually, without having the training or the understanding of how to do so. Um, that was, you know, you're yeah. almost held accountable for, for what you've done on a personal profile on a business platform, which can be very challenging. Yeah. Um, and also, the, I think with um, GDPR coming into play with the global pandemic, that's seen a massive shift in, in sales as a, as a whole. Because people are less inclined to pick up the phone and make cold calls. There's also that pressure that the manager will expect a result on that initial call. And you have to appreciate that it's, again, it's not all about that. You can't make one phone call and expect to come away with something. You have no. to build that rapport and that trust. Um, but also a lot of people have turned to automating their, their processes. So whether that's kind of email marketing campaigns, which again, can potentially be cold campaigns and, and often have very low click through rates
0: yeah.
1: or even using um, bots and automated messaging on LinkedIn, which which I know companies do to, to save time, but can actually be really detrimental mm. because you're, you're basically playing a numbers game and you're going for quantity over quality. And the the LinkedIn algorithm is wise to this now. If you send out, you know, 100 messages a day and only a couple of people respond and, and often it's can you leave me alone? Kind <laughs> of, kind of response. <laughs> then actually, you're 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 damaging your network, and and the algorithm is making these kind of notes on you in the background. So if you're not following a certain process, yeah. you start getting marked down by the system almost. Okay. So I think automated tools is is very impersonal. I wouldn't recommend it for for mm-hmm. businesses, but also cold even cold messaging through LinkedIn can be problematic because once you've sent a message, if that individual doesn't respond then and there, then you can't then go back and send another message uh, a few weeks later, they will just see that they've ignored you the first time and are even less likely to, to wow, respond. Oh, really? So Gosh, I okay. think that's what's so important about like the, the social selling element.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and making sure that your your content's getting seen by the right people. There's no point in you know spending 10 minutes creating a great video or a great post uh, only to put it out there and just hope for the best that you, you can follow a process that can can give yeah. you the better results.
0: Yeah, gosh, there's some really interesting stuff in there, isn't there? So I I, I guess you're you're talking about quality of network, aren't you? Um, um, and and I think you know I'm I'm quite I'm quite choosy. You know, I, there's, there's 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 certain people, certain professions, um, certain countries. You know, uh, I, I guess to be fair, much outside the UK doesn't really interest me because i'm not likely to dialogue and interact with those people i'm not likely to provide a service with them in the future so that that's not a strict rule but for me, it is about having a, a quality professional network, not just a big network of any old folk who don't care what I do. What, what's the point in that? You know, that they,
1: yes. they're almost an
0: extension of your work family, aren't they, to some degree?
1: Absolutely. Well, the, the people that I've met through through LinkedIn over the, the course of the last year, people have become you know trusted people in my network. I've made friends. I've made you know business partners. It's been totally invaluable. Um, yeah. But. It's also, yeah, like you said, it's, it's important to consider who you are connecting with because LinkedIn have recently put in certain limits around connection requests, but also a maximum of how many people you can actually be connected with as a whole. So although oh. it might sound like a lot, yeah, you can actually only have thirty thousand connections. So you could have <laughs> hundreds of thousands of followers, but only thirty thousand people that you can genuinely be connected with. So yeah. when you start reaching those kind of levels it is really important to almost do a call on your on your network a little bit and because people have old industry sectors in there and like you said people from different countries who might not be your ideal target audience so it's yeah. about building that that focus group of people who, who you want to connect with
0: yeah sounds like it's quite an art and i i'm guessing that's part of uh the advice that you give people through realtor is it in terms of how to to go you mentioned process a few times and very much following a process and having an yes. uh, a planned approach to that yeah
1: yeah well I try to teach people everything that I know so that they can implement it into their business and and make it relevant to their industry sector as well yeah yeah
0: and how, how have you found the um, again I guess it's that shift from sales to LinkedIn guru LinkedIn expert if you found more people wanting to talk to you and engage with you now that you're, I guess, hopefully starting to be seen as a bit of a LinkedIn authority, is has that, is that opened more doors rather than, oh, here's somebody from a sales background wanting wants to talk about data centers? Is that, Have you found much of a difference there?
1: Um no, actually. i I think because I'm still on this journey myself and my network is as ever growing and, and the platforms always adapting, it's it's always going to be a constant, it's about consistency really. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've not found like a, a massive disparity now I've I've changed industry as search. And that's why I say to people, doesn't matter what industry you're in, you can still you can still get the results. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of I do miss I do miss picking up the phone and making cold calls, which is a bit of an unusual thing to say. I can't imagine many people would uh, come out with that. But yeah,
0: I, I think you've filled that void with your uh, your serial networking because you. Yes. I know we've <laughs> we've done a bit of stuff together. We've got some stuff coming up as well, haven't we? which is really great. But you, it's it's relentless. You, you how many networking events do you go to on a kind of weekly basis?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, if we if we look at this week, um, I've been to one this morning, I'm going back to the same venue this evening. I'm out tomorrow night. I'm an all day event Friday. So I tend to probably do around minimum of two or three face to face networkings per week per week. Yeah. Um, and luckily, and, and what's great is that with, with groups like they, they do try and accommodate different times. So there's breakfast networking, lunch, di- lunchtime, yeah. evening networking. So no matter, you know, what what kind of position you are in, if you are wanting to network, there will be a suitable group for you, whether it's online or face to face. Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
0: and I think I think that's right. And this is my experience. I, I did one uh, I did a local one, uh, eight o'clock uh, a few Fridays ago. Just off, you know, just before I was off to Northamptonshire for a client visit, and it it just slotted perfectly into the day, and actually set the day up really well. Completely new group of people I'd never come across before. Um, yeah, had some really good conversations. But it, I think you've kind of got to try and test, haven't you? You've got to sample. Um, does this work for me? Will that work for me? And of course, it won't all work for everybody, will it? You know.
1: Yes yeah and i think that's what's good about um being able to go as a guest occasionally as well or you know having that free pass initially to go and, and test the waters and see okay is this the right um set of people for me is this the right format am I going to benefit from from joining this long-term? Because some some networking groups require a lot higher level of commitment than others where you can kind of drop in and drop out and it's much more of a, a casual or cocktail evening kind of affair, whereas yeah. others are, are very kind of formal structured business meetings. So absolutely works for different strokes for different folks, I suppose. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Something for everybody. I guess it's finding the right thing. Um, I, I suspect you're a good person to talk to for people who are, uh, are, are exploring that for themselves because do you know actually it, it ta- it's very time consuming, isn't it? It takes a lot of planning and organising, and you know it sounds like you've got some really good recommendations. A,
1: a lot of outfit changes as well, Darren. <laughs>
0: oh, crikey! Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to run out of shirts for the stuff that I've 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 got. You know, I'm quite pleased with myself. I've got one a week for the next month. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um It shadows in in comparison to what you're doing, but it. For me, it's planned. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's purposeful. Um, and what I've weaved within those are lots of coffee meetings with with different people. I know we've got some time together. I've got you know, so people from my industry, fellow professionals, just you know, c- building that network through you know conversations and going to network events to kind of open myself up to the big wide world. You know, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah brilliant. So. Um, so I guess just listen to what you were saying earlier. Actually, um, it sounds like you've gone on that transition from you know being employed to being a business owner. Was that was that driven partly by wanting to? Um, I guess wanting to do sales differently. You know, so I think you talked about you know KPIs driven, very short term focus. But work that you love, but what for you wanting to do that differently? Uh, and help others with that. Is, that? is that part of where Rialto was born from?
1: Well, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I never really thought, I never saw myself as being a business owner. I, I think I'd resigned to the idea of, you know, working in, in sales and marketing teams and, and obviously striving yeah. to be the best that I could be in that team and, and work in a senior position. But I never thought I'd, I'd own my own business. And it came, very kind of grew organically from the work that I was doing at the data center, trying to get the most out of the platform because I mean, I'd, I'd had LinkedIn for about 11, 12 years
0: mm. and
1: I'd consistently posted. I mean, I'd had companies pay for the premium sales navigator for me. But again, you've, you've, you're paying a high price for like a whole team to have this platform yeah. and nobody knows how to use it. <laughs> so it's um, for me, it was, yeah, partly grew out of the frustration of being in those teams and understanding how, how that works. But also my, my ability to want to help people and, yeah, just share share what. I deem as something that's easy to implement yeah.
0: um
1: and really really results driven yeah
0: and, and I can see from the um I guess the testimonials as what I would describe them as but um what what people are saying about the support you've given them um you know more recently with Rialto and this that uh, has been really beneficial and a real eye-opener for people do you do you, do you kind of see that a oh wow moment in people as you're kind of guiding yes, them through? Yeah, and that,
1: that's always so nice to see. And a couple of people have described it as, um, you know, going into a building and and not knowing which doors to open initially. But then once they've gone on the training, it's kind of unlocked different levels for them. And they've been able to kind of learn more about how they want to, to grow as a business as well. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's given people the knowledge to then make it something of their own as well.
0: Yeah, 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 that's that's, um, that that is it's great, isn't it? Just to, to make that difference, to make that impact because time is precious and, and if you can help people do things the right thing in a different yes, way. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well well ultimately I I can only do what I can do. I can teach people what I know, but it is up for for that individual or that company then to take that information on board and apply it. Um, but part of what I do with the training is, is give people the ability to track the data. Mm. And there are lots of data points within LinkedIn that people just don't even realize, even on the free platform, you can see who's viewed your posts, how, you know, how many people have viewed your profile and what percentage that's, that's increased or decreased week on week. Um, you can start getting insights into what the, the job titles of people who are viewing your content yeah. are so you can realize whether or not okay why why is everybody why is everyone in hr viewing my posts i want to speak with sales directors so that <laughs> you can then start gearing your your um audience and your network up to people who could potentially be clients as opposed to anybody and everybody yeah
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm looking forward more and more now Aloise to uh, to my uh, my free linkedin training session that you're, That's you're it.
1: yes there. yeah well i think it's well, well deserved Aaron. <laughs>
0: yeah well it, it's you know just just listening to that you know, it's um, it's using it, using the platform smartly, isn't it? And, and of course, the world is so data-driven. And, and as you say, even on the free platform, um, there's a lot of data in there, but are we really, really exploiting it? I think it took me a long time, at least six months, to realise that on my company page I could actually invite people to follow my yes. company page. I'm like, that's it. where was this before? Um, and, you know, that's not about, oh, let's get as many followers as, as you know... Uh, most followers i can possibly get it's, it's about inviting the right people who you know have, right. from my quality professional network the people i would really want to um to be following that and to be uh, involved in that so um yeah i'm looking forward to that so any are there any other kind of top tips and shares any any um any advice that you would give to uh, our listeners today to help yeah, them absolutely. on their LinkedIn
1: journey well, well now, now that you've mentioned business page, one thing that I often see, and especially with people who are small businesses or self-employed, will have on their experience section, they'll list their current current role. So it could be Darren Jones, Instinct HR. But without actually having a business page that sits behind it, you've just got a blank LinkedIn, yeah. like a grey box. So actually, to, to go out of your way and spend five minutes creating a business page, even if you're not going to you know, request followers or create content, that will still have a, a positive impact on your personal page because it will pull through your company logo and it gives you much more credibility um, and allows people to, to see straight away what you do and who you are.
0: Yeah, I, I obviously anticipated our conversation because I was looking at my company page this morning uh, and I noticed actually the traffic to that um, really peaked about four days ago and I'm thinking, crikey, why was that? And so I've gone back and looked at my post and I realized the type of post I put out there and actually it was just text. It was there were no pictures, no videos, no links, nothing. It was just me, I think it was on Saturday, sharing some stuff that was on my mind. Um, it drove a lot of people um, disproportionately to my company page and that, yeah. that really wasn't my intention but that was the impact I thought, oh, that's, that's quite interesting. So. I think we're going to have a good conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, you're probably going to embarrass me. To <laughs> you're probably going to embarrass me with my uh, knowledge and usage of uh, of this platform we know and love. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And thank you for giving your time for free. So um, you've given some great advice today to our our listeners. Um, I'm sure they would uh, they're keen to know more. So where where do people find you? Where do you hang out? How do they find Eloise? How do they find Rial- Rialto?
1: So my, my website is being built at the moment, and hopefully by the time this uh, podcast is out, then it should be live. So it would be rialto-training.com. Um, but the best place to connect with me, of course, is going to be on LinkedIn yeah. um, under the name Eloise One. I am the only Eloise One in the world. There's only 153 people with my surname. You will definitely be able to find me on there. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's quite a claim, isn't it? It
1: is. It's a realistic claim. (laughs) I
0: remember years ago when I had a bit of an office-based job in HR, um, (laughs) searching one lunchtime for um, um, what is my name or who is my name or whatever it's called, some website from years ago. There there were over 1,300 Darren Joneses in the UK. Wow. It's like, what are the chances of people finding me? So. You're the only one in the world. I like. I'm that.
1: the only Eloise one in the world. <laughs>
0: like you're unique, truly unique in in more, <laughs> more than one way. Um, so look, I've I've really enjoyed our our chat today. I know we talk regularly, but uh, great to find out more about uh, Rialto, more about you. I love your your passion and drive and and how you're going about conducting business. So I, yeah, I really wish you every success. Um, but where where do you see? I guess my last question is where where do you see Rialto in twelve months, three years time. What's the, what's the key?
1: okay? Okay. Well, I have got big plans. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to keep building the business. Um, ideally, I'd like to franchise within three years, and ultimately, and I don't want to put too much of a time scale on this, but ultimately, I would like to be sunbathing on a beach somewhere in the not too distant future. <laughs> so there's a lot of scope for me to to pass yeah. on what I know to other people, so that they yeah. can continue my work. Um. And yes that that is that's the dream to to build the business up help as many help as many people out as possible brilliant. and then I'm off I'm going to the beach. <laughs>
0: fantastic. Well look that that sounds like a fantastic uh, ambition uh, and direction of travel so I wish you every success. Uh, it sounds like thank it's you, been a, a brilliant start for a, a brand new business and uh, yeah I look forward to you know I guess supporting your success and and observing it as well. So uh, thank you no, for your time Eloise. Great.
1: Thank you very much. Really appreciate you having me along.